I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com and on Twitter at littleempirepod. Thank you so much to bigpipe.co.nz for sponsoring this episode of The Male Gaze. Uh, Signing up to Big Pipe is so easy. All their plans are unlimited and contract free, and the price starts at $69 per oh, month. Oh, come on. That's disgusting. Thank you, Big Pipe. We love you, Big Pipe. I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a phase. Hello, hello, listeners, all far and wide across the world, and welcome along to The Male Gaze, the very first ep of a brand new podcast standing, starring, not standing, but we are sitting, in fact, starring myself, Eli Matthewson, and my dear friend, Chris Parker. Hello, Chris. Hi, I was going to say thank you for having me, but I co-host this, so yeah. I, I'm not going to thank you. I deserve to be here. <laughs> it is my right to be on this podcast. Yeah, and if you try and push me out, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna fight you for legal battles for yeah. the naming rights to this. We'll be on Judge Judy. Yeah, and Judge it's, Judy will be like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. She's podcast. like, no one listens to your podcast. So this is the male gaze, uh, Eli and I's genius and problematic title for a podcast. I mean, essentially, it's just us two. We are the men, and we're the we're the gays. We're gays, and we're male. Um, well, I think that's good. I think it's positive that we made sure that we defined because you know often people who are gay men will uh, just define being gay. They'll talk about the experience of being gay, but they won't be inclusive of of women. So what we are mm. doing from the outset <laughs> is saying we don't know what being a lesbian is like. No. And we will not be talking about that in this podcast. <laughs> These Except are not, maybe we'll create we'll, some kind of fantasy later on. Yeah. And we'll try to be as inclusive as possible, but we'll always just speak from our own experience. And that's all we, the best we can do. That's, that is the best. And we are going to do the best. We, we start every episode with a little fact. Yeah. Um, I think you should go first today because mine is sexy. So I think it should start I a little bit later. I wonder if we've got the same one. Do we? Okay. Well, you go first then. Maybe not. Well, this is... Okay. Well, I had a really important fact first but then i kind of thought this one was actually more interesting than the um really important one so apparently i haven't seen the movie have you seen tarzan the uh new- no kind of wanted to but it got 34 percent on ron tomatis there's a good reason not to see that film but apparently there was a gay kiss in that movie that was cut out <sighs> between tarzan and the main evil dude which i don't i mean i haven't seen the film i don't know who he is it's christoph waltz isn't it yes that's who it is yeah there was a gay kiss in that movie that got cut. Tarzan was unconscious for that kiss. Whoa. And then Christoph Waltz went in for, to kiss him because he was just so attracted to Tarzan's wildness, apparently. 
But then when they did it to screen it at um, their test audiences, everyone was completely perplexed by the idea of it. And so they cut it. I'm glad they cut it. I'll mm. say it. Because otherwise it would seem like maybe like people would be like, oh, Christoph Waltz is evil because he's gay. Right. Because he's tortured. I thought they were just like Tarzan. Is he a bit bi-curious? I think that's what I thought they were trying to raise in that point. But what if Tarzan's bi-curious? He's not making any choice in this kiss, though, if he's unconscious. I know, that's the weird, but I think he should have been... I think the kiss should have stayed, yeah. and he should have been conscious for it, <laughs> and he should have leaned in. They should have reshot it. <laughs> yes. They're both naked. Yeah. I, what do you... Could, Margot Robbie's painting it. Yes. That... Oh, Great use of Margot Robbie. Perfect use of Margot Robbie. And Christoph Waltz. Oh, I think Christoph Waltz could be clothed in a suit. Yeah, but Tarzan's only in a loincloth for the entire film. And then, and then you see it. It comes up into shot and gets slung over Christoph Waltz's face. <laughs> you don't see what's going on downstairs, but you know it's you know what's happening. It's the subject is there, and Margot's painting it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you see the painting of the dick. Yeah, you do, but not yeah. the real dick. And you can show that on um, screen because it's art. Yeah. it's not porn. That's beautiful. Um, did you know he went on a diet, uh, obviously, uh, yes. to, do, to play no, Tarzan? I think he was just born like that. Yeah, he was true. just born with abs. He was already hot right in uh, True Blood. He plays one of the vampires in True Blood. Uh, real cut, but apparently he just like didn't eat any carbs, but ate like two, two chickens. I don't know why I'm talking about this. Two chickens a day. Yeah. Because you're body obsessed, Eli. I am. I'm body conscious. I'm yeah. always thinking about what other people are eating and wondering if I should be eating it. <laughs> uh, I had a carb-free lunch today and I'm feeling still... Quite proud of it. I but, went um, to the gym and then immediately came home and had two pieces of bread with jam. And I was like, I earned this. Yeah. I don't care what my body looks like as long as I feel good about myself. I care what your body looks like. And it's Th- looking great. <laughs> Thanks. And it that, was paying off. And that winter coat. Um, and that svelte winter coat. Thank you. Um, do you want to hit your fact now? Okay, here's a fact. This fact is more of like a definition for something which I always knew was a thing, but I didn't know whether it had a name or not. Okay. Uh, do you know... Chris, Christopher Robert Parker, what intercrural sex is. I don't. It oh, is. can I guess? Yes. Okay, hold on. Intercrural. Inter, so going into something. Yeah. Crural. Crural. Oh, I don't know. I can't even think of the etymology of crural. I'm going to... Th- it feels... Crural feels more like sort of crafting or like... like or knitwear. I'm going to say having sex on top of the bed but not under the sheets would be intercrural for me. <laughs> <laughs> really good guess uh, and very incorrect. Damn it. Integral sex is when you have sex with uh, someone's thighs, but the thighs are squeezed together so that they become what? like a uh, yeah, like, like a, a normal sandwich. sex receptacle. Yeah, um, sex receptacle is Ooh. the worst. <laughs> that's term. the worst thing. Uh, anyway, in Greek pederasty. You yeah. know, that's when like an older Greek man has a relationship with a younger boy and yes. helps train him, and it's awful. Um, and and uh, you know, shown on many beautiful vases. And apparently, the preferred way of sex because anal sex they they was still a bit not approved of. So the intercrural sex was the most common way that they would show their love. So you would, yeah, you know, one person squeezes their thighs together, and then the other person would you hold it in a sort of vice-like grip? I guess I wouldn't have that leg strength. I don't think. No, neither. And I'd also be very worried about like that's not a lot of pleasure for the person with the leg. No, it's sort of like it's more like you could definitely text while that was happening, and you're like, "I'm sorry, I'm just not into it." Like, yeah, I don't think I've got very sensitive feeling in my thighs, unless it was like under the um, knee, you know, in the crook of the knee. 
I, I think that, I think I could get into that's that. That's a sexy crevice. That's a sexy. What was that horrible term you just had before? Sex. Sex receptacle. Yeah, under the under the in the crook of the knee. Um, I realize that this definitely. I've had this though. Yeah. Once. Uh, you had sex. A, a man. The, oh. Who I had. Uh, I was the I the man. Yeah. Who I had sex with. Eli, this is the male gaze. You're allowed to just be open about it. I've had it. sex with a man. Let's, Thank just, you. let's deal with it. Anyway, uh, it was in uh, Australia. Um, yeah. He, We're uh, narrowing this down as to who, who it is, it by the way. That's um, what I'm doing. It, it, uh, he was a very nice man, but he also played like music all like the whole night to sleep to and not like what? relaxing music like top 40 like club Just remixes like of top 40 Apple's hits. top 40 hits yeah and at like five o'clock i was like can we please what hold on he went to sleep with big music on really loud that's ridiculous crazy right what um anyway woke up i would hate to think what's going on in his head you know like i know he what must kind of dreams are you having running away from something he is his dreams He's yeah. scared of what's going to come up in his dreams. He's like, I can't handle the quiet. <laughs> yeah. um, and he uh, had sex with the back of my thighs. Uh, that's what I was saying. Which I guess is like... Are you serious? Yes, but it was like a spooning thing. And then just started sliding it in and out. And in your thigh? Yeah. So th- imagine this. I'm little spoon. Yeah. He's big spoon. Oh, hold on, I'm painting this. In a, I'm, <laughs> Margot Robbie's I'm, I'm painting I'm picturing this. Margot Robbie painting this, is what I was she's trying to say. She's looking great while she does it, and she's got a wonderful touch with a paintbrush. Yeah, uh, she's a skilled artist. So he's spooning me, and then, yeah, he just starts, and I... <sighs> that is really unusual. Isn't it odd? Did I, you talk to him about that? No, I never questioned it. This was also like a, um, a weird whole... No- it was kind of like one of those... Do you ever have... <laughs> Have you ever slept with someone where you just, you never, you never like have sex in one go and then it's done? It's sort of like lots of little bits of sex over the course of like your eight hours of sleep. Like you wake up and no, then you don't. No, I'm all about the main event. It's just like happens in one and then we just like. That's what I was wishing for. Really? Hold, while he was between my thighs. Yeah, that's so, he's like, he's giving you, I guess like that's like a deconstructed meal. You know, it's like he's giving you a little bit of pickle, <laughs> a little bit of mayo. It's like and create like, your taste. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I just like having the burger in one, you know. Just yeah. like, I want to, yeah. I'm I want not, my chips to come out first. Then I want the burger to come out second. Yeah. And then um, if a I'm Sunday. feeling peckish, a Sunday. A <laughs> Sunday with a flake. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is in sex metaphor, but um, I think I think it's like you jerk each other off in the morning. Okay, sorry, so, uh, it's got dirty already quickly, but this is what you can expect from the male gaze. <laughs> the male gaze. So this week's months days podcast, who knows how regular this is going to be? The theme is you could tell, yeah, which is early signs from our childhood that we could tell. We were gay. Yeah. Or we should have been able or to we tell. we should have been able to tell. And it's a popular hashtag that people use on Instagram. I've never yeah. looked it up. Did you look this I up? I did often? look it up today. I, I first found out because Xavier Dolan, um, if you're a fan of the male gays, you'll know who he is. Um, yeah. Just like a notable gay French filmmaker who everyone has a crush on. He, he was putting up these pictures of him as a kid that was just hashtag you could tell. And I thought it was genius. Yeah. And then I searched the hashtag again today and like... Of a wide and varied mix of images. Some of just plants what? and some of just like modern day pictures. So I think we could definitely make this a, a proper thing. Yeah. Make sure it's, all, it's always got pictures of you in your childhood 
doing something looking fem as fuck, looking fem as hell. Yeah. Uh, my old guys. Uh, oh. oh. Who's that it? a photo of? Okay, we're looking at hashtag you could tell right now. It's a photo of Nina Tulia. What? Why could you tell? He's just sitting on the toilet. Um, so this photo, this is the first thing that comes up when you search hashtag you can tell on Twitter. Uh, it's a young boy sitting on a toilet. A toilet. He's got a Flintstones t-shirt on. He's sort of smiling smug. Yeah. A, uh, it's kind of cute. Cut. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a cute photo. I wouldn't say it's as femme as fuck, but, um, it's, <laughs> but it's definitely not mask as hell. <laughs> Yeah. That, can that be our constant measuring? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Either famous fuck or mask as hell. And there's nothing in between. No. Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm just going to... But go. obviously we're not going to do images because um, podcasts are an audible medium. Mm. So we're gonna Just describe- imagine that every story is being painted by Margot Robbie. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the most important thing. So we're just going to go back into the old memory books and think of some classic Chris and Eli memories that were uh, hashtag you could tell. Um, I have, and this brought a great memory back for me of my uh, second birthday party. No, my fourth, my fourth birthday party. Right. I'm glad you can't remember your second birthday party. Yeah. Two is way too young. (laughs) That is an infant. Okay. So my fourth birthday party, dress up theme, classic party theme, just like dress up as whatever you fucking like, which I really like. Great thing. But there's too much of like, oh, you have to dress up as a certain thing. I just like broad appeal just dress up it's not halloween doesn't have to be spooky it could be nice yeah so it's my fourth birthday party and um i'm batman big very popular i think even at the age of four though i kind of wasn't really into it but i knew that i should have been because i was a boy which is quite a complicated feeling to have as a four-year-old yeah but definitely wanted to dress up as batman despite not really like, I don't really know much about Batman now. And you'd think if you're a big fan at a young age, surely that would have developed into a... Not to mention it's such a ubiquitous part of pop culture. Yeah. Batman's always cool, right? Yeah, he's Bat- still cool today. He's still cool. So I wanted to dress up as Batman. Mum had this crazy Batman mask in our dress-up box. It was latex, which is just so weird. <laughs> and I remember smelling it and thinking, God, this smells so weird. And it was like, oh, it was a very weird Batman mask. Kind of... Spooky, and but I had a costume change at my fourth birthday party dress up, <laughs> dress up theme where I changed into an angel outfit because I that's what I really wanted to dress as, but I kind Aww. of justified that I really wanted to be Batman. But then I thought Batman can die, yeah, and then he can be reincarnated as an angel. Wow. So I got like escorted away from my party i went upstairs i had a costume change i came back down like half an you know 10 minutes later dressed as an angel and to continue the party as i authentically wanted to be that's great here's a side note which is quite weird my angel costume my go-to angel outfit wore it all the time all the nativity plays at church would wear the same angel outfit was made out of my mum's honeymoon nighty. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! So it was worn by other people other than you as well? Yeah, like all the siblings and friends of friends. It was a great piece. And there's lots of photos. And I was talking to mum about it recently. I was like, oh, what a great costume item. Where did you find it from? And she's like, oh, weird story. Actually, my honeymoon nighty. 
so disturbing. I was like, why do you even? Ha- why did you even have a honeymoon nighty? That's not a common item, not- is it? <laughs> maybe like maybe in the eighties, I don't seventies, but. Yeah, very chiffoning. Like, a, a great... I was like, I can kind of understand why you chose this as your honeymoon nighty. Also, I don't want to be thinking about this. Also, <laughs> why did you transform it into an angel outfit and think, oh, this would be perfect for the nativity roleplay for my son. For my children. To play the Archangel Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And just quietly know that you had that on the night of your honeymoon. It's so layered and creepy. And I just... Oh, I, oh, I don't know. I think it's. it's I think it's great that she had a honeymoon nighty. I like. Why did she hold on to it? Why would you not hold on to that? Why would you give it to your kids? I don't. Well, I mean, to here's the thing. Yeah. To make sure a honeymoon night is extra special. Yeah. You probably want to only wear it for that week that you're in Vanuatu or wherever. Yeah. And then they never... probably went to Blenheim. <laughs> Had a great honeymoon in Blenheim yeah. and a magical nighty. And then you kind of never want to wear it. Like if you wear it again, and you just have you know like a casual like Wednesday post cheers. Why bother? It's such a silly expense because you're only buying it to take it off. Well, I'm going to presume that my parents had sex on that night. Um, and I Legends. hope that they did. Good Legends. on you. Sex positive. Nick and Gay. Nick and Gay Parker. Um, but you're only buying that just to take it off. Because I think that's a very narrow view <laughs> of what um, a sexy underwear can be. And right. I just want to say a shout out to anyone listening who has bought special underwear. True. Good on you. Treat yourself. Buy yourself something nice. Yeah. and to be, But don't give it to your kids. I don't like it when people... So, for instance, in the act of uh, sex, I don't. I think it's cool when people have like no underwear on. You know, when pe- if a person takes, the- I'm t- talking about porn. When- okay, uh, yes. When person- people really take their jeans off, me. they're never wearing underwear. There's certain porn sites that do it specifically. Yeah, and I'm like, you are missing important story in this. It's a movie. great. It's a great face. It's a great moment of like the jeans come off. He's wearing underwear. Yeah, there's a bit of time there. And then into like, and then you the, can the go, and then go for your life. But what? Yeah, what are they thinking? Are they trying like let's just cut the mustard? Let's just get straight to the the story? Or I don't know. It's important. I don't understand. I'm always disappointed. I'm always disappointed. I'm as well. always slightly angry as yeah. well. I'm like, how dare you? Uh, how do you hurry this dick out? <laughs> yeah. Also, why do people ever go commando? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. In jeans, does your fly not... Yeah, it's very dangerous. I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, who is who is going commando in jeans? Like No one. People do it in... Basketball, basketball shorts? Basketball shorts and sweatpants. Yeah. Yeah, no commando in jeans. I'm not. I'm not down for that. Um, congrats on your party, by the way. I Thanks. love that you had a, a mask and a femme costume. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag mask femme transition. Yeah, it was really good. That's great. I and also I know you're talking about how you like your themes to be any costumes, but what if, as an adult right now, you had a theme? The theme for your party was costume change, and Perfect. everyone has to change costumes halfway through the party. 
That's 100% going to be the theme for my party that I'll never have for my birthday. Great. I'm not into, I've never hosted a party and I should. And the yeah. theme should definitely be costume <laughs> reveal. <laughs> and you should set up a changing station with like a gold curtain. No, 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 no. Everyone has to find a moment in the night to like hide away, tuck away, change and reveal. Oh, yeah. So it's not about like the one area where you reveal your costume. It's like. You could come out from anywhere. Yeah. And, and there'll be rumors like. Oh my god! I hear Eli is changing costume in like ten minutes. Yeah. Everyone, get to the kitchen. You don't want to miss this. Yeah, people are like, has anyone seen Chris? No, I haven't seen Chris. And oh my god, he's changing. It's about to happen. I can't believe it. Okay, okay. where are the lights pointing right now? <laughs> <laughs> Why is all the sa- the lights are out? Oh my god! Who put that music on. <laughs> Time to, to say goodbye. Chris comes spinning out of the room. Dressed as Venus yes. in a clamshell. Oh, well, Mask to Femme. What a great theme. And let's stop talking about it so we can start planning our costumes in secret. Everyone can expect an invitation in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> when I finally want to have a party When I finally prep the entire party. Okay, Eli. Hashtag right. you can tell. Hashtag Lay it on me. You can tell. So, I want to take you back to uh, early 90s Christchurch. The Southern Ballet theater i'm there matthewson matthewson family are going to see uh my elder sister christy in the ballet version of peter pan she's recently broken her arm so she has uh she's a mermaid by the way she plays one of the mermaids classic um and i think it's always the scariest part of peter pan no way not in the ballet okay are not in the ballet. <laughs> Basically, Peter Pan uh, waltzes down to the pond. The mermaids do a dance and then they leave. There's, they don't try and trap him or anything. Do they dance in tails? No. Oh, they're not even really mermaids. No, they're not. They're wearing kind of like genie pants. Uh, so my sister's genie pants are pink. They're all different colours. And then a pink crop top. And It's always weird when little girls are dressed in like crop tops and shell bras for dance recitals, eh? Oh, I mean, she was 16. Oh, so, so not a child. <laughs> she looks she looks fine. Oh, so this is like a re- recent memory, maybe? No, no, she's, she's um, ten, 10 years older than me. Okay. So. I apologize. Or maybe only eight. So not, yeah, I was, I was still, I was under... I was under eight years old, I think, at this point. Anyway, she'd broken her arm, so she had a cast on, but they made the cast match her costume, so her costume was pink, and they also made a pink cast. It's a genius move. I remember very distinctly, a uh, girl uh, in the family sitting behind us said, I don't like the one with that thing on her arm, uh, because obviously she was not accepting of people with broken That's limbs. disgusting. And I turned, ra- turned around and stared her out. <laughs> but, <clears throat> so after the show... There's like a function for the parents of the dancers with food and drinks. This uh, is a very fancy ballet recital, by the I way. I know. Something about it was quite nice, though. I don't know. Ha- I felt like it was quite haunted. Yeah, it's a creepy part of town. We used to do, I used to do a ghost tour. Yeah. Story for another time. Story for another podcast. Through the theatre. Anyway, after the show, parents are all drinking, they're eating snacks uh, out in the foyer. Where's Eli? They wonder. Yeah. And then, um, my mum comes back into the theatre. What has gone on post the show is that I snuck back into the theatre. Holy moly. And was doing a full dance show by myself for no one. And then the teacher, the director of the show, had come back in, sat in the audience and yeah. started giving me direction. And you are I'm, literally Billy Elliot. I know. <laughs> you are gay Billy Elliot. I'm gay Billy Elliot. Uh, and I think if they made Billy, Billy Elliot in 2016, they just would have been gay. Full on make him gay. Yeah. Um, anyway, mum comes back in and then the teacher says, 
he's got to do ballet. Oh my god! And then after that, I did ballet for uh, two terms. Uh, <laughs> you lost interest. <laughs> you know, was not into it after a while. But I did do one production of Elves and the Shoemaker, where I played a marching boy. This is amazing. My dream has always been to be dancing on the stage, and then someone like in a you know, there's no audience, just yeah. like dancing by myself, and then like a director walks in, and they're like. You have got huge potential. Mm. I'm gonna make you a star. Yeah, and then I get flown to Broadway, and that's like my life sorted. And that literally happened to you, but um, as a child, at a very small scale, <laughs> and instead of Broadway, it's Southern Ballet. <laughs> but it's still the same effect. Like you still have that pride of like, yeah, I'm a hidden talent. It's like being discovered, but also uh, largely brought down by the fact that there are no boys doing ballet so any boy who shows any interest they're like you have to do ballet yeah true i can relate because i was a ballet boy mm. but by choice i wasn't discovered um <laughs> i insisted on <in> it <laughs> not discovered insisted <laughs> insisted um and yeah did ballet for like many many years and they really tried just keeping me there for a long time because mm. we were far and few ballet boys but then this other boy joined, like, after I, I was, like, losing interest. And then this new boy joined, Case. And I was like, I don't like the fact that I'm now no longer, like, the only kid doing ballet. And yeah. now this is getting competitive. Wow. And what made it worse is that he was really, really good. But I'd been doing it for ages. So kind of didn't like him. But really, we should have been, had each other's backs because... We were a minority and we yeah. should have looked after each other. So was like, but I was time. like, nah, I'm not, I'm not into this. I'm the ballet boy. Whoa. Anyway, you know, fast forward 20 years, he's now dancing professionally in Paris. <gasps> what? He's a real ballet dancer. So he continued the legacy. Oh, then man. I gave up. Is he uh, HOD hot? Um, I follow I follow quite a few ballet boys. I've, on I've actually started following ballet boys recently on Instagram. It's quite an interesting line of Instagram. It's like, yeah. you follow this person because you're into ballet, but secretly I know that you're into his legs. Yeah. Um, They've got crazy, crazy legs. legs. Yeah. It's all about the legs and the core ballet. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's a very good looking guy. He's a very talented dancer. Nice. Ripped to the wazoo. Yeah. Uh, that's great news. Yeah. Also, I should add to this story, that same teacher that came when I was 20, and working with the court jesters in Christchurch, yeah, she ran into my mum again and told her he should get back into ballet. <laughs> so no, n- which I think is more again indicative of the desperation that Southern Ballet had to get in some more boys. You literally are destined to be a ballet dancer. I this know. woman couldn't be more right. You should join tomorrow and do it professionally for the rest of your life. Think how proud she would be this she woman would be so proud to see you like in my mind it's like the closing titles of billy elliott you're doing the male version of swan lake i don't know how well you know this movie i know it inside out <laughs> yeah. and you're wearing those fluffy pants i and love you've got the fluffy pants black eye makeup on and yeah. the music's building up swan lake final music and you just run across the stage and do a giant leap in slow motion cut to her face in the audience she breathes in tears well closing credits that's amazing that's what's gonna happen and then she'll die <laughs> <laughs> and that's the story of my life just, and then it's one of those awkward moments where someone dies at a show and then or like oh, yeah. has that ever happened to you it's so surreal it's my great fear to be watching a show or in a show where someone dies on stage oh don't even get me started on that think I'm, about it all the time every show I go see I went to a show once in Wellington and 
the, it, was going, it was going fine. It wasn't very interesting. And then someone stands up in the audience and is like, is there a doctor in the house? And I know shit you, there was like eight doctors in the house and they all stood up. Oh. And they all ran down and helped. Um, and it was just like an old man who's heart stopped working for like a little bit um, and then like he was fine again I think in my mind that's what happened you made me finish that story for yourself because you didn't want to know I didn't want to know the real sad truth of this world but oh, imagine oh. that and that was the last thing he saw and it wasn't even that good oh, what show was that I was like, I don't want to say in case, no, but they're fran- it's Frantic Assembly, so they're never going to hear this. And they're like a big company in America, uh, overseas. And it was like, it was called like Beautiful Burnout. This isn't interesting. Um, and it was just like Sorry. a boxing show. It's about boxing, but it had lots, it was high adrenaline. And they're always talking like this. And it's like, you, I want to be a boxer, man. And it's like, oh, you can't get into boxing. You, you got to bash your brains out. Was it Billy Elliot? <laughs> it was essentially Billy Elliot set. Um, and everything's Billy Elliot in my mind. Yeah, nice. Um, Chris, yeah. Do you have any other you could tell memories? Well, maybe this is we should do two short ones. Yeah, I, um, like it. I love it because I've I've written a whole list. Um, oh my god, this one is really good. At primary school, we had um, it was very cool. We had those flip up desks, like those just classic wooden flip up de- desks. Great store space. Yeah. And then they've changed them to like shared work tables because schools are like whatever now. Ugh. But back in the day, you had your own desk and no one would touch it. Um, and you could lift up the lid and it was very common to like decorate the underside of your lid. And that was like your space. That's yeah. just where you would express yourself. <laughs> and people would just like put goals up on there or like um, Scooby-Doo or just whatever they're into. But it was quite common for the guys at our primary school to cut out um, faces of hot chicks um, from magazines. How old were you at this point? Oh, this was intermediate. I okay. beg your pardon. This isn't primary. So yeah, I'm 11. Sure. Cool. And I'm not Wonder cute. 11 year old. <laughs> and I'm not cute. <laughs> I'm, I've gotten, there's no definition in my body. I'm like a sausage with a spiky hairdo. It's nice. bad for me. Anyway, so everyone's cutting out clips, pictures of like cute babes, like famous celebrities of the time, 2001. Yeah. And a real good sign that I was definitely gay by this point was how much I struggled finding a person to cut out. And the person I ended up with was Sarah Jessica Parker, who is not a person. And a 11-year-old boy's like, she's on my bang list. She is, she is the lead role in Sex and the City and she yes. is um, a trendsetter. <laughs> Man, Chris, you're just about, yeah, I just really like her style. I'm just really into like busy New York women who are doing it for themselves. <laughs> Empowered females. <laughs> yeah, real, not a cute thing. It's so good. Like I, uh, I made a slideshow once about how good Australia was when I was in intermediate school. And I put... Uh, on PowerPoint. What? On PowerPoint. Yeah, and I right. put heaps of hot girls. And then I put the... I don't know why I thought these people were <laughs> even Australian. They're not... The slideshow had uh, uh, the lead singer from Garbage, Shirley Manson. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Who rocks? Yeah. Uh, she's definitely Scottish, though. And also Gwen Stefani. <laughs> and I can't even remember who that... Maybe someone from Home and Away. Oh, yeah. Classic. But I definitely just... Gwen Stefani. I know. Heaps of hot chicks. But they're all they're like punk rockers. Yeah, they are. What I liked was that they were like... Edgy. Edgy. Edgy rockers. They tell you as it is. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, okay, I'm going to tell you a quick, you could tell memory. Yeah. 
When I was 11, we stayed at some family friend's house in Auckland. We lived in Christchurch, so we came up to Auckland for the week. Uh, we stayed in a big old house. Uh, we all got fleas, side note, of this horrible experience. But <laughs> while we were there, I played The Sims for the first time. Oh, this is very revealing already. Uh, and it was a trap that lasted many years. So I, I got obsessed. I would, anytime we were, at st- like, the whole holiday, all I can remember doing is playing The Sims. Yeah. But when I discovered that boys could kiss boys on The Sims. Oh, really? I wasn't big into The Sims. Oh, so the, all Sims are bisexual, and you can Fantastic. literally make any Slim sleep with any other Sim. You said Slim. Slim. Um, which I think is hashtag <laughs> not body positive. Well, in The Sims 1, there could only be one body size. Right. They hadn't added that feature yet, so they, were all, they were all Slim. Well, And yeah, you could make any Sim sleep with any other Sim, and I just used to... I would start out, I would make like a wholesome family, and then I would always make the husband cheat on the wife with a guy Ooh. and i thought oh my God. it's so weird and i tried i because you could build a whole neighborhood so i'd make like five families and have lots of different stuff going on but like all of them were doing gay stuff and i in my mind i was like this is just, i i just always thought it was about equality i was like i just want to have a really like equal diverse so it was a very racially diverse neighborhood Perfect. and yeah, just a lot of people were banging. I would always make, um, and this continued through The Sims 2 and even The Sims 3. Yeah. I still had The Sims 3, which I gave as a present to my uh, <laughs> ex-girlfriend, who I'm sure will get lots of mentions. Uh, over this podcast. Over this podcast. Get ready for more stories about that. But on The Sims 3, I remember I would always make a lesbian couple. Um, and the one of the partners, I would always make the mayor of the town. I would always make a lesbian mayor for every Sims neighborhood. <laughs> so um, And I would always, also all the boys that I would make hook up, hook up were always like Italian or French. <laughs> so they were always called like Jean Pedro and stuff. And they're just like a piece of meat. Yeah, and yeah, they were just like, because you can shape their, by the time it got to Sims 3, you could like sh- cut, Give shape them abs their abs. Yeah. And like, cum gutters. Yeah, cum gutters. Or the, what do you call it? The V? The V, the dick V. Is that, is that all it's called? Penis V. The V-line. The V-line. Um, crucial. Yeah. Crucial on a sim. Crucial on a sim. I definitely... I remember being quite confronted by sims. Uh, I had sims hot date. That was the only sims I ever had. With the love bed. The, the love bed. bed. And you'd get in there and they'd be like, ooh, 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 and just like wriggling under the bed. But even for like an 11-year-old boy who's just like so sexually frustrated... All the time, it yeah. was like too much for me to handle. I definitely got a bonus playing like, The Sims. Oh, oh, all Straight the time, up. like that's mainly what that game is for, is for like yeah. young kids to get bonus. Yeah, and be like kind of confused by it. <laughs> Shout out to Sid, Shout out Sid Myers. Look, if I you've think, got if, if you've got Sims. a bonus Sim story, please feel free to share it. We'd love to hear it. Tweet it at Eli Matthewson at C Rob Kerr. Please change your Twitter tag. Yeah, Chris, so bad. It's really awful to say. Look. If you've got a name as boring as mine, you have to spice it up because there's just too many people. And I refuse to have numbers in my Twitter handle. I still think there's a more exciting spice than C. Robker. Actor Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Parker, Male Gaze Podcast. <laughs> Perfect. And that, on that note... That's the episode of The Male Gaze. Thank you so much for listening out there. Hey, there's going to be so many more of these because yeah. we're just... We're in it now. We're full of stories that we've suppressed over our entire lives. So many hours. We're going to have special guests in later episodes. We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff. There will be giveaways. We're not giving anything away. Nothing, uh, we don't, nothing's we do not, for free. We do not have money for prizes. No. Um, but we will give away our stories. And our support. And our love. 
So thanks for listening. Thank you so much again to our sponsors, BigPipe.co.nz. You rock. I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a phase. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try Boners of the Heart? But, you know, people always make that argument about Hitler or they put forward that argument. Like, oh, maybe if people had supported Hitler's art career. <laughs> they always do he that, wouldn't eh? have done. He wouldn't have done what he had done. He was so bad at but, art. <laughs> he, was. he was really shit. He was, yeah. he was the most basic bitch fucking artist. <laughs> he was. He did the most basic as shit art. Like he would just do like a fucking, like a little, like a, a road. Uh, maybe that's why parents are so encouraging of their children shit pieces of artwork now because they're like, fuck, I want to tell little Jimmy that that stick figure looks yeah. nothing like daddy, but what if he turns out to be a little Adolf? Yeah, that's, uh, that's I think exactly that's what it motivates people. <laughs> 